And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And Matt, back in studio, got a huge crowd watching tonight, 102 people. 102 um, people? 102 already. Um, hmm. I don't know, must have, this must be a night that just not a lot's going on. Must be. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Can't believe they all would just want to come see us. It's you. They want to see you. Or it could be. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dustin Russ says he can't hear anything. Why can't Dustin Russ hear anything? Let's see here. Turn your volume up, Dustin. Uh, no, I don't think he's getting any sound. Huh. It didn't push through for some reason. There oh. we go. Now, welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Um, 118 people watching now. Huh. Uh, so, uh, getting going here. Uh, but, uh, know a lot of people are waiting to, uh, to hear the big announcements and some of the details coming up here that will be coming later, uh, breaking news. But before we, uh, jump in here with our guest, uh, this evening, um, want to make sure that you had something, Matt, that you wanted to bring up. You know, we, we constantly bash, you know, our senators and stuff for some of their their decisions they make. But I just wanted to give a shout out that uh, they uh, reintroduced the, the RM, RPM Act, which is the Recognizing the Protection of Motorsports. I guess at one time they wanted to make a law that you couldn't take a street car and turn it into a race car. And uh, some senators have reintroduced that to protect that where we can we're able to do that. And um, give a shout out to uh, Senator Richard Burr, John Tester, Joni Ernst, uh, Joe Manchin, and Tom Tillis, is, and and Mark Kelly, that they uh, trying to protect motorsports. And you know you don't hear that too much in in government. You know you usually feel like that's overlooked. But just wanted to give him a shout out to that. I, we get the emails there from PRI, and that was sent out today. And I thought that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, obviously, a sport that. That we love. Um, and unfortunately, none of the senators came from Indiana. But, uh, you know, they, these are the guys that, uh, that you know, they were the original sponsors of the bill to get it going. And, and we talked about one of them from Montana. We have to assume that they just raced to the racetrack in Montana. <laughs> because yeah. uh, I can't believe there's that many people around there uh, in Montana. But uh, we do have a guest in studio tonight. Yes. We do have big news coming. Um, and... and some exciting announcements, some things that, that I know everybody's waiting to hear, but do have a guest in studio, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Matt, to we let have, us know. Uh, the um, UMP Modified driver, originally out of Ohio, right? Yes. Transferred over here to Indiana, races with us over at uh, Brownstown Speedway. He actually traveled quite a bit in race. It's uh, Steve Hefke. Yeah, we're searching around. Searching Steve, around. pull that mic just a little bit closer to you there. There we go. Yeah, so Steve, you... you made this uh this move here from ohio to southern indiana and uh how did you get started in motorsports back in ohio well my father raced for years um and i've been around race cars since i remember you know what i mean so yeah i mean him and all his buddies and all the guys i mean he raced ohio pennsylvania west virginia all over the place so i just grew up in it and once it's in you you just can't get away from it can you no no it's something that's just i mean it's there's it's great entertainment for the fans there there's such good people in racing you know 
you look around anywhere out pretty much i don't care where what speedway you go to uh what part of the country race fans are some of the best people out there as far as a sports fan in my opinion from what we've seen and i mean i haven't traveled all over but we've been uh, quite a few states going to races and and participating in races so yeah the people are second to none as far as sports fans you know and I, I, sorry to interrupt you i was gonna say that's the one great thing about a ump modified is you can put it in a trailer go to a racetrack and unload it and you're in the rules you know so many other classes it's well this you know this racetrack runs it like this and this one like that but in the modified series you know it's rules across the nation like that oh yeah and it's i mean just back home uh in ohio they ohio western pennsylvania and pennsylvania they finally went to the ump rules and it was just and then you know guys don't like change and uh you know a lot of guys call me hey what do you think of the m30s the m60s what do you, you know what do you think of the M- ump rules i said your avenue in to go race anywhere you want is wide open now yeah yeah if there's some place you've never never gone to or say man i always wanted to go run wherever now you can yeah you don't have to go buy tires you don't have to change your body you don't have to make all these changes you just load up and go did you always race modifieds or did you start out in something else and then i started out in go-karts no as a kid yeah wow and uh yeah i raced go-karts for years and then uh i said well kept moving up huh yeah i mean you know it's just it got to the point where when you see you know you're racing a go-kart out of a pickup truck and a small trailer and then you see this was years ago i'm not trying to get my age away but you see you know ray hall pull in in a semi and they have go-karts hanging on the walls engine guys and engines all over the place and the only one he talked to was his driving coach you know and it's like I need to find something else to do because I can't afford this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, and, and and I didn't. I never grew up around um, go kart racing, but we went down to Georgia just a couple years ago to do a, a broadcast of a big race down there. And I never, never, never being around and not putting it down at all. I never knew I was going to pull in and there were going to be toters and trailers that full deal. I mean, I thought I was at a late model race. And not everybody's like that, but there's a handful of guys that roll oh, yeah. in, full meal deal, like you said, carts oh. across the wall, engine builders. I mean, it was insane. It's crazy. I mean, I started racing go-karts. Well, my dad was taking me all over the place first. And then uh, when I kind of got on my own, I had a 72 Nova hatchback. <laughs> okay. The hatch, the hatch was open. My go-kart went in the back. Spare motor on the back floor. All my pipes and expansions and everything else were on the passenger seat down on the floor i had you know toolbox in there and i went racing (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah but that's that that's the other thing you know that's so cool about racing and we've talked about this you and i were talking a little bit beforehand you know it's tough when you got to race somebody's you know wallet but the coolest thing in racing is you know lebron james is the best basketball player playing right now and you're you can't minimize that you can show up in your hatchback and put the time and effort in in racing and have a chance to go beat some guys with wallets oh sure and that's what i that's what i love about this sport and that's kind of what was really neat about wka the world karting association at that time you know you you had different classes you know based on weight and stuff like that so you know if 
you, you had to weigh 335 pounds. So I don't care what size you were or whatever. If you're skinny like I was, you added weight where you needed it and kind of was beneficial to that guy a little bit. But you were racing pretty much the same engines because, you know, the specs were – everything was there. And you weighed the same. You're all on the same tire, so – I guess we would have had to went out there without the go kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at that that age, I'm sure you guys were a little thinner then. I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> he was putting weight. Nope, he was <laughs> he was putting weight in other areas. I just had to put it where my butt hit the seat. <laughs> that would have been it uh but uh well, believe me, when you start funning that stuff yourself, you're not eating as good either. You know what I mean. Well, and I, I do want to say, since we've gotten on topic of uh, go-karts a little bit, and I know we got a bunch of people from North Vernon, obviously, listening tonight. Um, big, I just want to give good luck, say good luck to the Black Cat Racing Team there at Jennings yes. County High School. Uh, they are headed up to Purdue on Friday uh, to compete in the national championship in electric karting. Uh, they've already won one national title a couple years ago. COVID has kind of gotten in the way, but back in the competition this year, uh, so good luck to Black Cat Racing there at Jennings County High School um, going up to, to try and defend their national championship at Purdue University. That's what I was going to say. A lot of people do not realize that Jennings County High School are nat- not state champions. They're national, national champions. champions in yeah, uh, electric go-karts. That's impressive. I mean, applause to them guys because, I mean, just to see that age group getting into racing is it's tough. Oh, it's amazing. Three, We've got three full electric carts now, um, and the the – the collection of kids that you get in it is like something I've never seen because you've got computer programming kids who are, are pulling all the data and running the data. You got your your wrench, you know, wrenchers and gearheads. You got your drivers. There's they get into the marketing and sales and sponsorship side. Uh, it's one of the coolest programs I've ever been around. And uh, so yeah got an opportunity again to go up to Purdue and race mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. So be a really cool deal. Yeah, that's great. That teaches a team effort. I mean, just that's great. So, Steve, you you go out of carting, and then where do we go once we once we finally get past the hatchback and putting the cart in the back? Where do we end up? We end up, uh, Sam. You know, my dad raised for years. I said, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, so I start building a car in the garage. I said, Well, yeah, I got all a trailer, so I, I trade my go kart trailer for two axles for my trailer some spare parts and i go down and buy so many sections of 24 foot tubing i start building a trailer <laughs> you know and i built my first stock car and sold i had a 60 hfl at the time too i sold that oh bought a dually i bought a dually to tow it with and started building a stock car and uh my dad helped me a little bit he'd come over and you know he's kind of let me just get my feet wet and i'm going to races and stuff and but i will tell you what i mean i built that car and the best thing that ever happened to that car was when I cut it up with torches. That was the best thing that ever happened to that car. So it was finally out of its misery. It was out of its misery, and uh, that's why I'm not a chassis builder. Right. I think I thought you know. I, Did the trailer fare better than the car? The trailer is still around. <laughs> the trailer was actually yeah. The trailer is still around. It was actually at the other house Saturday. That's so. you know, and that just shows that the addiction that racing can be you you got rid of a 68 chevelle to get a dually to pull your race car i mean that's that's dedication right there yeah nobody said i was right and, <laughs> yeah. and nowadays you can almost retire from the 68 chevelle, chevelle. Let, yeah that's, <laughs> yeah I, I really miss that car that was, that was a cool car 
So, so you build this first stock car, and you and you say you you know your dad kind of lets you get your feet wet, and you're going around and racing. And so, how do you progress there? I built another one, and I had some help from guys that knew what they were doing, right and where to put you know where to put the cage, and just you know for weight and how to do things. And we started doing a lot better. And then you know you build another one, you, you know, and you build another one, and just kept on going. And then then we got into got into modified. I purchased that one (laughs) (laughs) that was a manual you know actual manufactured chassis so well that's pretty awesome yeah it was it was cool and how many years have you been running modifieds that's right we're asking i think i started running modifieds maybe 99 2001 somewhere in that area so you've been around for almost the evolution of the modified Uh, then yeah, I mean, we we started out, they were running power glide transmissions, yeah. and some guys still had, you know, three speeds or four speeds, and, you know, they'd bring them over to, hey, Steve, can you take, you know, first and third gear out of this thing, you know, lighten this thing up? So we'd take the old Muncies, pull a couple gear sets out of them, and give them a two-speed in reverse, and, you know, <laughs> lighten up what you could. Wow. GM was probably glad to get you then when you moved over here, right? Yeah, I mean uh, – I mean, you you're mechanically inclined. Like oh that, yeah, I mean, you know? I, I when I where you know when I left Lordstown, I mean, they, they called me Johnny Cash when I walked in, or the security <laughs> guys, because I we had spring checkers there, you know, real real good high dollar stuff. So I would take my springs in, check my springs. <laughs> I'd bring a you know I carry a power guide, power glide transmission case in, completely stripped out, clean the case, come in because I needed I broke the ears off and I needed it welded. Yeah, and we had great welders. You know what I mean? I couldn't weld aluminum. So, I mean, I'm always carrying something in, something out, you know, and the guy's just laughing. Hey, Johnny Cash, how you doing, man? You know? <laughs> One yeah, piece I've at a time. cylinder heads back there, because the, I was a machinist. I'm mm-hmm. a machinist, and that's, you know, go back on the Bridgeport, and, hey, we pulled this stud girdle out of this thing. All right, I'll fix it. Go in, get them welded up, put them back on a machine, put new inserts in them, and take it back over to the engine building the next night that thing was going back together you know <laughs> whatever you got to do to make it happen yeah yeah it's that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> i love johnny cash that's <laughs> one piece at a time yeah. baby <laughs> yeah that's that wait yeah. till you it show up at brownstown next time <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he threw me off guard it took me a minute there to realize what he's talking about and I'm like, oh, shit. You know. <laughs> well my my dad retired from general motors and uh he's he was a knife maker he's a millwright by trade but he's a knife maker and and he would find time you know to go in and polish knives or work on things and it always cracked me up i'm like what do you how do you get out with this and he's like i oh, just slip in my my toolbox or my lunch box and carry it out and you just wave and and move on and I'm like, carry it out like you own it and you were supposed to have it with you. i'm like i'm thinking in, in today's world you're walking out with a knife that's that's probably something that that would raise red red flags in today's world but he was able to make it happen for sure so you, you say that but when i was my high school metal class we made knives in our high school class you know that that'd be frowned upon like crazy now oh, oh yeah. yeah you couldn't you couldn't you, know. you can't mention the word knife uh-uh you know yeah but i remember you know we take files and chainsaw bars in there and heat treat them and, and make knives out of them and you know got grades on them oh yeah i mean i was in shop class at high school you know i'm yeah. making i'm lightening up you know clutch parts i'm like I, I need to get this thing you know yeah i'm rotating weight is huge in carding 
and I'm sure you know you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Rotating weight even back then was huge. You know. Yeah. So as you as you made the transition, obviously from Ohio down here, we we talked a little bit about this off air. What is the uh, what's the biggest change from those tracks in Ohio to these tracks down here in Indiana? For me, it's not winning. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, we were we had uh, dual track championships in sixteen and seventeen, and finished second in points at both tracks in eighteen. Wow! And I come down here, and it was a little bit. We were. We ran, I started out in modified. I mean, when I got into a modified, it was a full UMP modified, or back then we called them E-mods, and uh, just having a blast. Our buddies and, you know, racing, doing well, competitive, having a good time, enjoying racing. And then uh, it got to the point, you know, my dad was with me every single week. And... It just got to the point. He said, "He goes, Steve. He said, this this is out of control. He said, this stuff's so darn expensive, you know." And uh, a good friend of mine, Dave Willby, who was a promoter, Sharon Speedway, like we were talking about, owns a owns a Wedge Motorsports. Also, he sells parts and everything else. And he was thinking about starting this new class. And what they called it was an Econa mod. It's not a B mod because it's all four bar. The only difference was cubic inch limit, iron heads, Holly five hundred two-barrel carburetor and they put us on spec shocks and tires and the money we saved and i think he started out the first night with that class with like eight cars by the end of the season he was running b mains because everybody had modified sitting around they just couldn't afford to run right and i you know i'm like man i don't want to drop down to con on you know what i mean i got this motor sitting here and it's like it's like Talk to the engine builder. He goes, hey, he goes, we'll just pull that thing apart. It's got excellent shelf life. We'll just put it right on the shelf. We want it later. We'll pull it out, freshen it up, do whatever, you know, make improvements. So we built a motor and just kind of played around. And But it was really good because everybody was on the same stuff. And you weren't you weren't working, you know, Saturday the last minute till you could get to the track, hoping you get Sunday, you know, go to work Sunday to pay for this stuff. Right. You know. Because, I mean, everybody has, you know, we all had sponsors, but they were local. Mm -hmm. And that class is still going strong today. Sharon Speedway started it. Uh, Dave Willoughby at Sharon Speedway started it. And then Raceway 7 up in Conneaut, Ohio, they picked the division up. Then Erie Speedway picked it up. I mean, now you got cars in Ohio and western Pennsylvania that are all running this class. Wow. And it was really competitive. You know, and that's it's such an important thing, and, and we've talked about it a lot on here with drivers, is is how do you make it affordable and fun still? You know, don't let the money get out of hand in all these classes. So that's a really cool story to hear um, how how they were able to create that and build this class. Oh, it was great. I mean, never give a racer what he wants. <laughs> do not give a racer what he wants. Because, number one, he'll, he'll hurt himself in the long run financially. You know, because mm-hmm. he's always looking for that advantage. Yeah, no matter what it takes. Or... No matter what it takes. So, you you know, you, you got to respect the promoters in a way for saying, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep things the way they are or we're going to limit this or do whatever. So, but it was, and that, that, when I left Ohio and come down here, well, there's no Gonomog class. So. Everything, <laughs> everything got expensive again, right? Everything got real expensive again. So, I, my engine builder up home, uh, Tub, uh, his actual name's George Tassine, but Tub's Automotive been up there for years. I mean, Tub's done 
cup motors. I mean, he's done motors for everything and anything. And uh, I said, hey, you know, I need a motor. He said, well, I ain't, we ain't got time to build one. He goes, bring all that stuff over. We'll put her back together and go run. So that's what we did. Hmm. Put shocks on it. And, and coming down here, for me, the biggest change besides spending more money, getting reacquainted with what modifieds are today, the UMP class. You know, I watched them on TV. I followed them. But when we were, you know, we were pretty uh, successful back home. So you're focusing on what you're doing. You know, everybody says, well, you know, how'd you enjoy that? That time period when you're, you know, I think I'd have to ask my wife, but I think there was 17 or 22 nights in a row at Sharon Speedway. We never finished worse than second. Wow. Wow. And they, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, is the streak going to end tonight? You know what I mean? But it's just getting reacquainted with these UMP mods. And you stay, you go in that Economod for 10 years, and then you come back to a, to a full-blown modified. And it's, plus, you know, I got another car, so. Yeah. You know, it was just a big change. You have to totally learn your, your throttle control again because, you know, you're not choked down on the motor. It's. I'm learning, like I said, I'm learning these tracks. I'm learning the shocks. I'm learning motors. I'm learning technology. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I can't give up racing. That's just too much fun. You know what I mean? Right and, and like I said, they're the best people in the world. If you take any sports fan, racers are the, and race fans are mm -hmm. the best. Yeah. Now, granted, there's a few you don't want to sit by. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but and that's anywhere though. But then that's okay because you know they're they're having a good time and God bless them. I hope they come back next week. And that's why there's enough grandstands to move somewhere yeah, you else. You can move. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just so obviously that's the car side. But what about track difference? You know, obviously you've talked about those tracks up there. What what differences have you have you noticed when you came came down here track wise? I'll tell you right now. The last time I ran a quarter mile was in 1996 in a stock car before I come down here. So, they're all big tracks up there? Yeah, I mean, like, they say, oh, that's a 3 eighths. Well, when I got to add 50 to 60 points of gear from when I was up home running a 3 eighths, down here is a 3 eighths. And I'm not knocking the racetracks by any means. Right. Okay. It's just I have to adapt. So, I'm, you know, I got to – it's all on me. You know, I got to step my game up and – I got a few people that have helped me, you know, because, um, like, when I first come down there, I had no one. I mean, I right. lost all my contacts. I lost my Hoosier Tire deal. I lost this sponsor. I lost, you know, a couple sponsors just because, hey, Steve, we're really local. And I, I said, hey, that's why I wanted to say, hey, thank you for all the years you've been with me. Right. You know, and I've got, I got sponsors from Iowa that are still with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good point for us to transition here just a little bit because we always want to let people, you know, throw out their sponsors there. So why don't you why don't you tell everybody who helps you get to the track every week? Well, right now it's my wife is my main sponsor. And I know everybody, you know, don't, don't forget to say your wife, but my wife is addicted to this as probably <laughs> as much as I am, if not 10% more. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm... We used to get texts on our phone, hey, Raceway 7 canceled due to inclement weather. So I'm like, I'm at work. It's noon on a Friday. I'm like, oh, I can relax, switch the car a little bit for Saturday. I'm in good shape. 
I come home, pull in the driveway. Truck's backed up to the trailer. Trailer's backed up to the garage, back to the doors. I'm like, babe, raceway can't, you know. She's like, well, we can make Hilltop or Tyler County, West Virginia, whatever. It's two and a half hours we can make it. We'll tag the tail of the heat. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's two and a half hours away, and I got to work tomorrow. But guess what? We tagged the heat. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we tagged the heat, you know. Anyway, we, we come home. So my, my wife, Shelly, is – and when, when I come down here, she was like we're, – we were joking. She's like, you know, what are we going to do with you? And I, I go, well, babe, we'll be fine. You know, it's just – she goes, well, you better stop and get a can of Fix-A-Fly because if you get a flat, that's all I know. I'm going to put a can of Fix-A-Flat fix a flat in it and, and let you go. <laughs> but now she's changing tires. She's you know, she's charging the battery. She's getting fuel. She's That's awesome. So, that's amazing. That is yeah. – we go on with the rest of your list, also. Oh, I got, uh, <laughs> I got, I got beak belt. Well, hey, who, who can top yeah, that yeah, right there? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I got, beak, I got David Rudman at Beak Belt Race Cars. He helps me a ton, and uh, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of any really any cars up in this area, and he's really doing a lot of development stuff in you know for himself. We bounce a lot of stuff back out each other. Um, I got Davin, Davenport Performance. That's uh, they're out of Iowa, and any crate racers or because they had a lot of late model stuff and now they're doing all out there it's pretty much went all crate not really but yeah i mean he has wheels he has engine parts he has anything i mean you need iron you need you need aluminum heads stuff i mean jake and gary out there have helped me a ton hmm. um my wife with sensi it's on the nose of the car um tubs automotive he still helps me a little bit you know we still talk on the phone because i've been with that guy for years and then when i come down here i get hooked up with travis kearns oh and yeah i owe travis kearns a lot for someone not knowing me and i met him one day at a practice i think it was at brownstown one of the best there is yeah it's and he's, started, he's a good one to have yeah we started talking back and forth and he said yeah come on you know come on i'll do your stuff got to know me from adam and just I could, I could probably, you know, I mean, I stop over shop all the time or once in a while here and there. And uh, just a great guy. Have an issue, I call him, he answers his phone. You know, and it's, you can't, you can't beat that. No. You know, I had an issue last year, last night at Brownstown for the, I think it was the Jackson. We go over there and my dad actually come down for the first time and go out and run hot laps and things good. Last lap start puff of smoke. I called Travis next day or then, you know, Monday or whatever it was because I figured out we're done for the weekend, you know. Yeah. He said, yeah, Steve, I'll come up and take a look at it. You know, I mean, you call any other engine builder, they'll be like, eh, well, bring it, pull it out and bring it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I got to thank Travis. A lot of times he's at the racetrack. I mean, that's another part. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. You know, he'll just walk over and look at it. Yeah. And I got to thank Dave Willoughby at Wedge, Dave and Becky at Wedge Motorsports. Uh, that's, like I said, Dave runs, promotes Sharon Speedway and, he has Wedge Motorsports and has, has sponsored me for, I can't tell you how many of the last years. Oh, another guy, Dave, I need this. All right, I'll bring it to the track or I'll set it outside. <laughs> you know, pay me when you can or when you see me. Not when you can, but when you see me. But those are my sponsors I still have. That's awesome. I, I will say the wife is the, is the biggest one. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it's just. <laughs> To meet my wife, you would think 
she don't know much about cars. You know, I mean, to look at my wife, just like she's standing there and she's got everything, knows when, you know, get batteries charged, all the cordless stuff in the, you know, trailer's charged, tires are ready, everything's ready to go. It's just, and plus, you know, when she's like, we're, we're going racing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you, you'll, you'll be all right. You'll feel better tomorrow. We're going racing tonight. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's funny because my wife did not grow up around racing at all and and it's starting to get into her her blood even more and you know the other night we got home from the t-shirt shop and was was watching the world 100 and immediately i thought she's she's coming to bed she's gonna be like can we watch something else she didn't say a word she she looked at me and she said you know we really got to find a weekend we can all go to the races again together and i'm like all right she's She's coming to the dark side. I'm pulling her over. Yeah. We're 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 getting things set up so that uh Well you gotta do that to keep the sport alive. You gotta keep finding new people, new fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Steve, so what what are the goals here now that you're down here? Obviously you said one of the, the biggest differences and, and things is you're not winning so much. You're winning as much as what you were there. What what's your goals looking for? I, I haven't had a shot to win a fifty fifty down there. You know, what I mean, it's just—I mean, it's just a big. I'm—I mean, we're getting better. I, I mean, I got some contacts now, and you know, like I met Jared at work, and I, when I first met Jared Bailey, guy said, "Hey, there's a guy over there that races." Oh, okay. So you know, he took me over and introduced him. We're talking for a minute, and then first night we show up at Brownstown, I think it was the first time Jared ever saw my car and anything, you know. And uh, he's been giving me a lot of pointers, but he's—you know—he's so you got to focus on your stuff too. Yeah, you have to. You know, and then and I've met people down here that actually the same night at Brownstown, I parked next to these guys in a late model, and you know we we pull in there. I got nice truck, nice trailer, nice equipment, you know, and we're talking to him, and I'm this was two almost well yeah two years ago, and he goes oh I want you to meet a guy you know come on I can help you out he's you know lives right by you he can help you out and calls this guy over and talking to him and hey you know this guy's new he needs you know contacts maybe you can help mine he goes oh i got enough friends <laughs> wow okay thanks bud you know but and then then here's jared bailey like hey steve anything you need well you know talk back and forth bounce and stuff off and jared's the one that made me realize listen what you have here and had at home your stuff at home doesn't work here yeah it just flat out doesn't and i mean i was spoiled at home i had had an engine guy chassis guy you know, all kind of people to help on the car. They were almost like, Steve, just go sit down, get a water. We got the car. You know, shut up. You just shut up and drive the car. <laughs> and that spoils you. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and, and again, you know, we talk a lot on here with drivers about that notebook, that notebook you have of the track, your notes. What did I do when it was this condition, when I was, you know, when the track was coming in this way? And, I mean, to come down and – it's one thing to go race a new track, but always have that home track you kind of fall back into. To move to a whole new state and everything is new. Oh yeah, I, you're, I mean you're a ground zero. Yeah, right? come, that's almost scary. We, we come down here with new tires because we're on M30s, <laughs> different dirt. Now I've I got to learn shocks, which people think, what do you mean you're crazy? You run a modified? How can you not know shocks? Well, we were on a spec deal. Right. They were like seventy five bucks non-rebuildable you couldn't you know no schrader valves in them you bolted it on a car 
And if the car fell a little bit funny, you took the shock off, shook it, said, yep, that one's junk. Pull another $75 shock out, put on the car, and boom, she's back, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like I said, nothing works. Wow. Nothing up there works. You just don't, like you said, that notebook just goes up there in a trophy case. Yeah, you went and bought a new notebook, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Start, <laughs> started over. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, you know, it, it's funny to sit around and talk to guys or like Jared and I will bounce stuff off and he'll be like, he'll look at stuff and like, man, no, 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 no. You know, and he's really helped me. My, but the th biggest thing is me. I need to transition to this stuff down here. Because like I said, that car wouldn't, I couldn't get that car to go nowhere. And it's not, I mean, it is a good car. It's a real good car. You know, and you talk about your stuff from up there wouldn't work down here. Is it vice versa? Do you think what you're doing down here wouldn't run up there? I've tried it already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone back home. Yeah. And it, <laughs> like, they're like, Steve, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> give me an hour. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give let me, me an strip hour. this off. Yeah. Let, let me find the old notebook. <laughs> yeah, give, give me an hour, and you know, next thing you know, all four tires are up, and I'm changing this, moving bars, doing this, and doing that. Now I've got a shot. Yeah. I mean, I've even texted Jared at home, hey. Oh, did you put this back? Yeah, okay. You know. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. and, and you talk about the, the race fans, and 100% agree with you, the best in the world, but the competitors and the relationships you can build in the racing community is unlike anything else as well. Like, you, you just, there are very few other sports where guys will share information and help each other like it happens in, in motorsports. Yeah, and I mean, it, even with these UMP mods here, it is very competitive. It's mm -hmm. very tough. And, you know, you see guys talking, but they're not, you know, they're not going to put you in a winner's circle, you know, but they're going to, they'll help each other a lot and bounce some stuff off each other. But it's tough. Well, Matt, do you want to, we, we got 182 people watching right now. That might be the record. It it probably is. I see, the phone lines are lighting up. <laughs> do we want to do we want to take a quick break here for sponsors, our sponsors? Yes. Um, and then we will come right back. Um, so those of you watching, we will be right back with that big breaking news. Another big thing down here that I'm not used to is hot laps again. We didn't we didn't do that.
I know. Matt, we are back. Breaking news. 188 people watching right now. Um, wanting to know about the big news at Twin Cities Raceway. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Well, I'm sure everybody knows the track is sold. Um, Tom Weatherall, Tim Keithley have no more involvement with the racetrack of any kind at all. Uh, the points from this year are all on uh, Keithley. If he's going to have a a banquet or any, anything he's going to settle up with the points is on him. That didn't transfer to the new ownership. But uh, the big rumor that it's shut down, the door's going to be locked, it's going to grow up in weeds is, uh, is false. I know that's what everybody said. They knew it was all factual and true. I uh, got Rob Wilson here, and uh, he's going to give you some more information on it. Rob, welcome to the program, man. Thank you. What's it's the news? A, um, I guess I'm the new promoter. <laughs> Congratulations, Rob. We're it's excited. A, it's exciting, and uh, you know, I, you know, sitting here listening to Steve right here. This is, uh, you know, going into this deal. This is actually what i'm looking forward to is is people like this right here this is he is a prime example of what racing is all about friends and family and you know and and to bring everything all back and you know do away with the feuding and fighting and arguing and uh, favoritism and all that just to clarify again i want to make sure everybody heard it because the the keyboard warriors have been spinning lots of tales Twin Cities Raceway Park, the racetrack is not shutting down and growing up in weeds. It is not becoming a mobile home park. It is not. It will be a racetrack going forward. But it will no longer be called Twin Cities Raceway Park. Okay. Some more, more news. More breaking news. Yes. The uh, name will be changed. It... Um, it will be called from here on out will be uh rock crest raceway. motorsports Radway. raceway raceway my yeah. bad rcr yeah rock, rock crest raceway same place rock crest raceway right there on rock crest That's road right. um rock crest raceway vernon indiana uh exciting news a new beginning down there um with rock crest raceway rob you gonna be promoting it rob any chance um obviously i know the points are done for this year that the bank with that kind of stuff but any chance we're going to get to see a, a sneak preview of rock crest raceway prior to the 2022 season <laughs> i have sit down and i've talked and uh you know yeah the the main thing was is what i want to get going here is uh is uh the help you know that's that's the number one key at a racetrack is getting everybody work together and I, i've pretty much got that you know 90 percent sewed up so yes i think uh october 1st on a friday night we're going to shoot for the sprint cars the 410 sprint cars along with the um pure stock hornets and the uh, crown vicks wow sprint cars back at rock crest raceway um exciting stuff uh, coming down there, racing on Friday night, October 1st. But wait, there's more. Oh. October 16th on a Saturday night, 
we will actually repeat another show on that. But instead of the uh, pure stocks, I think we're going to throw in the uh, super stock. Oh, so we're going to have the Sprint Cars super stocks um, down there on a Saturday night, October 16th. So both Friday night, October 1st and Saturday, October 16th, Rock Crest Raceway um, coming back uh, new or not coming back, brand new um, preview of what to come here uh, during the 2022 season. Um Rob Wilson, new promoter uh, down there. Rob, congratulations, man. Excited. Um, I, 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 and the plan is for next year to race on Friday nights. Friday night racing. Friday night racing. Excellent. And, uh, Rob, I just want to say, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, from us here at, at Throttled Up, Thirsty Goat Entertainment, Dirt to Media, um, we look forward to helping you in any way we can and, and being a part of everything down there and excited to see the future of uh, – of rock crest raceway for sure I, I do want to throw this out there you know everybody panicked when they thought it was going to get shut down and grown up in weeds so you know we're we're going to give her a try these two these two races here in 2021 but uh if they're worried about it getting shut down they need to come out and support it when it is opened up for racing there you know that's the thing everybody panicked and, and complained that it, it was just going to get the the doors the gates locked and be done so you know people stepped up and said let's give it a try so you know let, let's give some support to that too yeah so that's uh you know exciting stuff um again um i, I i'm really excited to see where this goes and uh, like i said new beginnings um should be a lot of fun down there and uh i look forward to being down there a lot this is kind of a full circle thing also for for rob dustin you know, he he started working down there at 13 years old so you know kind of full circle getting come back and actually promote the place and and try to make make that little bit of property down there in jennings county grow that's you know that's pretty amazing yep started out working for the collins family and my dad was a flagman so you know and he, you know even though you know through this went through certain amount of people you know that's promoted you know I'm, I've, I've either raced there or you know i've helped and the biggest thing on me is, you know, I mean, even going to fair races, you know, when I helped Terry England and all that, my advantage right here is I've learned so much of not what to do. And I think that's to my advantage. Yeah, I, you know, you've had experience across the board from being a track official to racing to working at the track. Um, you know, we always we always joke that uh you know, Matt and I are trying to get to do every job at the racetrack. Uh, Rob, you really have done every job at the racetrack. Um, so it, I think it's a it's a natural transition for you to be the guy promoting, you know, this new venture. This is the last thing that I have never done. So, you know, I mean, this is, this is the opportunity. But, uh, you know, it's... Um, my my dream is as you know is to make it successful that's always every promoters i think you know you know i mean i've got a lot of respect from drivers and you know and i want to give the respect back to the drivers and to the fans and you know and and that's where you build you know you get your confidence up you know between your fans and your drivers and your promoters and your help you know i mean everybody that helps you well like i said you know i i um I know that there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of rumors, a lot of, of things going on out there. Guys, I want to reiterate back to what Matt said. You know, 
give this thing a chance um, because we we've talked before. It's easy to sit and say these tracks won't go away. They won't go away. They won't go away until they are gone. Um, and historic tracks have closed. Uh, this is a great opportunity to see this place, uh, new life, breathe back into it and uh, um, go forward with, with the opportunity. So support it. Get out. Uh, Rockcrest Raceway there in Vernon. Six o'clock Monday night. There will be a meeting at the racetrack if anybody wants to show up. At the and, front grandstands yes. at 6 o'clock. Front grandstands, Monday night, 6 p.m. Uh, meeting there for... Uh, anybody that wants to attend, but I can tell you right now, it's it's for people that can't listen here, but it's not going to be no bitch fest. I can tell you that now. Yeah. It's, you know, th- things have things have changed. Things have underwent. It's, it's time now to either get on board or... Or move on somewhere else yeah. um, because it's a great opportunity again, and and it would have been very very easy for that place to end up being weeds. Yeah, nobody wants to see a closed racetrack, and it sounds like if the people are listening on this podcast right now that you're already going into it with the right frame of mind. You're when when a racer and a fan shows up at a racetrack, the racers expect a lot, the big fans expect a lot. And you, you know, as coming into a promoter, you expect a lot out of the racers and out of the fans. And now you're you're opening a door here. To like, listen, come talk. We're gonna talk. It's not gonna be a bitch fest. We're not gonna scream at each other and carrying on. You're already opening the door and showing people that you're down the right road to make this a success. Exactly right. And, and I, you know, and that's a bonus because nobody wants to see a racetrack close. I just want the respect back, and I want to give the respect back to, and, uh, you know, I mean, that's just how you got to go. You know, it's just like a race team, you know, or, you know, I mean, you know, like your wife, you know, she's she's your number one sponsor, you know, like he said, you know, if you're not family involved or friend involved, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, the way I look at it is, is, you know, I got friends, I know a lot of people, but when you come through that front gate, Hey, the rules is the rules, and that's why it's going to go. There's going to be no favoritism, absolutely about nothing. You break a rule, if I got to set something straight, you know, if you're mad at me, I guess you wasn't a friend because you shouldn't have broke that rule to begin with. Right, and and I don't care who you are, what your name is, what division you run. The rules are the same, just like the racetrack's the same for everybody, and so are those scales. Yep, I'm and actually Nothing amen. changes. I mean, it's the same for everybody. What's I'm that? I'm absolutely going into this thing, you know, with the with the full Earl Baldus deal. You know, you treat me right, I'll treat you right, but the rules is rules, no matter who you are. And it's okay to walk up and have an argument. An argument. I'm all for and it. Settle your differences. Exactly. And, and then have a beer or, not pop, on or the, pop afterwards. Not on the track. Friend, and stay friends. No, no, this is not, not on the track. It it will those they're fans gone. go to see that, but you you're yeah. you're there to get you're there to put on a show in a timely manner put on a good show and let and let the people go home at a decent time exactly and i, I not, do want to sit there and watch him argue on the racetrack and try to throw a driver off the racetrack because he was wrong in the first place i do want to add that uh like rob i got my start at that racetrack working in the industry and i'm gonna go back with rob and i'm gonna announce both racetracks next year friday night at uh, uh rock crest and saturday at brownstown so and uh I'm going to throw out there already. Um, for those of you who will be out October 1st or October 16th, fans, um, once a new logo for the new Rock Crest Raceway has been developed, um, 
Fresh Prince is going to partner with Rockcrest Raceway uh, and be doing some T-shirt giveaways. So make sure you're out October 1st, October 16th. Uh, free T-shirts. First edition. First edition of Rockcrest Raceway T-shirts. Um, probably a collector's item at some point. Oh, it has to be. I mean, sleeves or no sleeves. It'll be a collector's item. <laughs> Mine will be no sleeves. <laughs> It'll be several people cutting sleeves out. <laughs> So, especially me, you know, I have to go out there and work all day at the racetrack. I guarantee you my sleeves are going to be cut out. So, yeah, I think it. Um, and we did talk on the way here. I'm going to let you know we're going to have breaking news here. Either Thirsty Goat, Fresh Prince, whatever you want it to be, is the Victory Lane sponsor. All right. That's, that's what cool. I'm talking about. That's uh, So, it's Dustin Roller Victory Lane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see who ends up <laughs> down there. Well, uh, man, duck cheap hey, is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and the first rule has been broken at Rockcrest Raceway. As long as you pay the bill, we don't care what you put on there, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, we are we are very excited. Yes, uh, we are, we are very excited to be Thirsty Goat Entertainment along with Dirt to Media and Fresh Prince to uh, to have the opportunity to sponsor a uh, uh, victory lane. We. Uh, Ryan Bowling and I have been been talking about some things. We've got some ideas. Um, we're gonna have some fun over there for sure with Victory Lane and and help support everything that you guys are doing. And uh, again, from a from just a pure race fan, Rob, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say thank you, um, thank you for for taking this gamble. Thanks for stepping out. I'm glad we got another racetrack. And like I said, I'm excited to be involved any way we can. Well, it, his, his whole family stepped out you know uh yeah his wife angie is you know gonna go down and help run a concession stand his son Chase. which is the best news i've heard <laughs> the best news i've she, heard she actually i i've i've camped i've ate angie's cooking let's just say if i go back and run go-karts anytime in the next 10 years while she's running concession stand no need for weight i will be able to hit the 330 <laughs> with no problem but his his son chase is gonna come down and work um like I said, me and Chelsea both are going to come down there, and uh, I got James coming. James is going to stay. He's he's a really good mechanic and does real good, you know, on the wrecker. He is on top of you know on everything, and I, and I'm glad he's staying with me. Rob, one thing I do want to say here, real quick, is I'm kind of looking at some of the comments. Um, you know, if you're if someone's interested in in a, in, in a job or looking the opportunity to work who can they get a hold of um actually i think chelsea is getting ready to post oh, the new track number on there right did. now yeah uh, she she beat me there <laughs> yeah i i actually got a separate phone and we're working on a new website and it, it's almost done too so i mean that's i asked i just asked her there i said send that number on here so people's got it yeah just so, just send a text or leave a voicemail on that phone and uh unlike most track phones angie will be you know during the day we'll answer the phone if we get close to you know race day and stuff so she can answer and answer questions with that also so. yeah because i won't be able to you know i mean driving a dump truck i can't be on the phone <laughs> yeah exactly so guys again i just want to say first of all meeting monday night 6 p.m um front grandstands if anybody that's interested again it's not it, it's not a, a complaint session it's not coming down griping it is an opportunity to hear get questions answered um then uh, getting the opportunity to see the new Rockcrest Raceway again Friday, October 1st, Sprint Cars. 
Uh, and then coming back Saturday, October 16th. So Pure Stocks with the Sprint Cars on that Friday night. And then coming back, Super Stocks uh, on the Saturday. Um, again, T-shirts going to be given out. We're going to make this fun here, these two races at the end of the year, and just show what people can be looking forward to coming in the next year. I'm really, really um, impressed with this whole deal. You know, I mean, all the help that we can get, you know, I mean, I, I want to show people there is an opportunity there and the old is, is gone. It's time for the new to come in. That's awesome. Steve, I, I kind of feel bad that, that went, uh, that went quickly to, to big time breaking news, but, uh, that's I, good news though. I, I, I want to, <laughs> we, we appreciate that. That's good news. I, I want to say this, man, as, as we're wrapping up here, um, getting to the end of the hour, um, first of all, A, I am glad that you have moved down to Southern Indiana because we love having another driver around, but to have a guy with your experience, um, the way you go about things, to echo what Rob said when he first came on, um, I appreciate having people like you at the racetrack that respect the sport, love the sport, and want to see it continue to grow. Uh, I how can you not love auto racing or, or dirt racing? I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, meeting new people and getting my contacts, you know, have been all, you know, really good people. You know, I mean, I, I think I watched you guys a few weeks ago and you were talking with Jared and mentioned Isaac Rainey. You know, I mean, here's, here's people like Isaac and his wife that invited us to their house for a fish fry and a cookout. His and, wife's wonderful. And yeah. we, you know, we were watching, Isaac, we were watching. That whole family yeah, is wonderful. We were watching You're a Lucas include Oil Isaac? race. Yeah, I, I am. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, we met people there, you know. Um, well, we met because I mispronounced your name. Oh, that's all right. Everybody met. Everybody <laughs> mispronounced our name. <laughs> I emphasized the A and not the E, you know, yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, we met Joe and Ari in there. And then yep. we get, in, we get in, you know, invited over to their house. And then 4th of July part of the invite us back. It's just, you know, meeting really good people down here that's uh it's it's just it's a great obviously community and if somebody is listening that's not a typical race fan or you know that goes out to the track give this a try head out to uh to Rockcrest um for sure and and give it a try and i just want to say real quick here Derek bottoms um he echoed me um isaac's wife jennifer awesome isaac not so much so Derek Bottoms, that's his exact comment. So I, I just want, okay. just wanted to say I got at least one standing in my corner with me. Um, it may be Derek Bottoms, but it, you got to take who you can get. Sitting <laughs> sit, sit here talking to Stephen almost wants me to add modified, you know, for that Saturday night on the sixteenth. You know, just well, to have people like that. Ne next year we definitely are racing modifieds, and you also said we're going to try to work in some super late model races and some great late model races. So okay. that's. Uh, you know, we're working around Brownstown's schedule there on that stuff, but we're definitely going to yeah, get all the that's classes tough in as there. a promoter trying to work. Get everybody's scheduling on your desk and not step on your neighbor track's toes. That's and, my total plan and, and is get, to work with work. the local tracks. And it's tough. And it's I would not want to be in your shoes just because I know nothing about the promoter. Like I said, I got a, my best friend for years been doing it, but it's tough. I see what if they If I had through. more racers like you had attitude, it, it wouldn't be no problem at all to be in these <laughs> shoes. <laughs> well like i say i mean you, you they're giving you you are giving the racer a place to race and there with so many tracks closing across the country it's i mean it's great news that it's going to keep it's going to stay open and under you know and renamed and sounds like a whole new attitude 
whole new atmosphere so go out and support it let the you know let the promoter know that you're going to be there next year well that'll ease your mind a little bit going over through the winter i'm sure there's people that think they're they're three times better than we are but uh we're gonna give it a shot you know we're gonna step up and try it absolutely they're not out there doing it they don't know how tough it is yeah i think uh i think you um I, th- I think we're going to have a lot of fun down there. And for those that are watching, uh, don't forget, we're here almost every Wednesday night. Um, except when, when real life, life gets, doesn't step in. Yeah, yeah. when life doesn't life get happens. in the way. But uh, Wednesday night's 8 p.m. Uh, great opportunity to, to hear interviews with local drivers. Um, and, uh, you know, every week right here on Throttled Up the Podcast, if they are um, – if you can't watch live here, obviously you can get it wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we're across the board. Uh, we're also live right now on ThirstyGoatRadio.com, so you can also check out ThirstyGoatRadio.com, 24 hours a day, online internet radio. Um, and again, guys, I want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, Matt, you're kind of required to be here, but I'll thank you anyway. Uh, but uh, <laughs> just because we got 180 some listeners, but right? uh, probably not know anymore. But no, uh, Steve, oh, thank life, you so life much. Life happened to the others. So. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, man. Wish you it. all the best going forward. And uh, Rob, congratulations. Good luck, man. I'm here for you. Anything you need. All the help. Um, I absolutely just love being here on this. And, uh, you know, anybody wants to step up, be a sponsor at any time, phone number's on there. I'm all for it. Except for Dustin Roller Victory Lane. We got duct tape for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Thank you all.